WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. And I'm Anja. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we're going to fight the good fight, share a little good news with Tell Me Something Good, try to trick each other with two truths and a lie, and Anja is going to bring the deep cut. Well, this has been making the rounds on social media. The last thing you bought is the weapon, plus prayer, that you get to use to fight Satan, okay? So what are you using in the fight against evil? Jeremy, you can kick us off. All right, so I decided to not count food because basically between groceries and takeout food, that's pretty much the only purchase I, I've made lately. <laughs> so the last non-food purchase was a couple of garbage bins for my car. Uh, so my kids stopped dirtying up my car. So apparently you can say I'm taking out the trash, fighting Satan with garbage bins and prayer. Okay. So that's all I got. Taking out the trash. <laughs> all right. The last thing that I bought was gas. That's not very exciting. So I guess, you know, to drive away from the enemy. If you got a lighter, though. Oh, that's then, true. Then you got hey. That's true. But oh, the last item I actually purchased in a store was deodorant. So thankfully, <laughs> while I'm having this fight, you know, I'm, I'm not going to smell bad. And the deodorant that I bought, it is strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Okay. So, oh, that's yes. <laughs> Okay. I I just bought, uh, we went back to school shopping, but I also bought a foam-covered baseball bat and a hula hoop. Okay. Uh, So uh, I guess I'm going to beat them down with the bat. Uh, But, you know, on on the real level, I got the hula hoop first, and my boy was feeling kind of bad. And I was like, all right, buddy, you can get get a a foam-covered baseball bat, too. So uh, just making sure that the kids are are all loved equally, and and that, in reality, really does fight off the devil, I think. There you go. There you go. Don't tell my kids that. Uh <laughs> you get what you get, you don't throw a fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's that too. <laughs> so I'm with Jeremy. Like, you know, I pretty much only spend my money on food. But the last purchase that I made was a bed. Oh. I bought, yes, I, I bought myself a new bed. I, it was much needed. So, you know, I guess I'm just going to be well rested yes, for the absolutely. And I think that's important. <laughs> Unless it was a water bed by chance. Is it a water bed by chance? No, okay. circa 1989. <laughs> I got yeah. rid of my waterbed yeah. years ago. Just do they checking. even sell waterbeds anymore? I don't know. I imagine there's still people with them out there, so they still have to at least sell like replacement parts, I would imagine. Yeah. There's a waterbed store near our house. But Is it, it just, really? It really? looks like really run down. Yeah. Like there's, there's like broken down exercise equipment in there too. So <laughs> I it's feel a big like mess. people took their waterbed frames and just put mattresses in there yes. because the waterbeds broke their backs. Uh. Tell me something good. Well, it's one of our favorite things to do. Share some good news. This time, we're doing a little bit something different and focusing our Tell Me Something Good stories on back to school. So, Anja, what story did you bring? So, I brought a story that um, teachers are going to be happy with, you know, because the fall is coming and we're not really sure exactly what school is going to look like and it's going to be yeah. different for everybody, right? And I just know that when my nephew, <laughs> when he had to do Zoom class, 
my sister said, I feel so sorry for that teacher <laughs> because it's hard to stay focused. Well, sure. Zoom now has focus mode. Oh. Oh, so this is now the teacher can see all of the students, but the students can only see the teacher. Oh, oh nice. Oh, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see. Yeah. Focus so it prevents mode. you from seeing your friends and getting distracted, essentially. It distracted. And I think distracted, you know, is different at different ages. Yes. Right? Yes. So I know my son did his senior year um, on Zoom and talk about distracted. You mean the girls got real pretty or? Well, you know. <laughs> I wonder how long until we start seeing some of this in the office too for Zoom meetings. So you don't get the chance to see your coworkers. You just, your boss only gets one-on-one time with you. I yeah, kind of like yeah. that though, because I'm always like, am I looking in the right spot? I don't want to actually look down, not look like I'm paying attention. So <laughs> yeah, You don't want to get that pile uh, on your couch of clothing in the right. background. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. So, mm-hmm. As long as only the boss can see it, they understand I'm a yeah. mess already. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, my uh, back to school, tell me something good, starts back in 2017. A man named Chris had just moved to Louisiana with his family. He'd actually lost his job in college athletics, and because of the field that he's been in, he's actually moved his family several times throughout his career. And so uh, in 2017, got a couple of kids that are just a little bit anxious about attending yet another school. More specifically, his daughter Addison, who was due to start fourth grade at her fourth school in five years. Oh, so that's a lot that's of picking tough. up and moving around. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, understandably so, felt a little guilty about uprooting his kids so often, so he decided to write her a short note of encouragement let her know that he's always there for her he wrote be nice to others not everyone will look like you learn to spot the unique and special things in other people you have the power to change someone's life well the next day he wrote another note and then another and eventually it became a daily part of their routine Mm. with her dad's encouragement addison has settled into the new school year and she began to thrive Mm. Uh, now it's four years later and she's excelling in middle school and her mom has said she has seen her more confident and more independent than ever before That's awesome. So he continues to craft these notes based on his own life experiences. He says, it makes me feel like I'm doing my part as a dad, seeing how she's growing up and how well she's done at school, her mindset, her attitude. If I was able to help her find that confidence and mold that change, then I've done my job as a parent. Now, as Addison gets older, he's trying to take a more humorous approach because, of course, you know, funny dad and all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, He also admits that recycling a few concepts over the years makes it a little easier because it is hard to be original when you have now crafted almost 700 different notes. Um, He shares them on Instagram and more recently did a little Kickstarter thing to be able to put uh, some of his wittiest thoughts into a book called Lucky Enough, A Year of Dad's Daily Notes of Encouragement and Life Lessons to His Daughter. He says his biggest takeaway and wants to share this with other parents, spend time with your kids. It doesn't matter what you do, just knowing you're available will help them open up and explore the world around them. That's awesome. There you go. I feel like that story is patterned after you because you did that for quite a while with your kids. I did. I don't know where that started from, but I was I did more like a little drawing and a little encouraging note. And I do remember not only feeling good about myself, but then watching how it impacted not only my daughter, but also other kids in the cafeteria as well as the lunch staff because they had specific boards in the cafeteria that anytime a note got sent with a lunch, they would post it on there. Oh, no and I kidding. think initially it started off as kind of a selfish <laughs> endeavor of like, I want to cover a whole board, mm-hmm. but it ended up encouraging more kids 
kids than I than I realized. And wow. uh, in fact, actually, one of the cafeteria workers crafted a little box and saved all the notes and gave it to my daughter at the end of the school year. That's so. nice. Mine's kind of a rewind as well. Uh, kind of looking back to 2019, a, a middle school chorus was eating pizza at a, a joint in Kansas. Um, they kind of stopped in their tracks when they saw a Navy veteran eating with his wife. Uh, there were 30 students uh, all just visiting to have pizza at first, but uh, um, their their teacher made note that, that that's a veteran over there. She saw his hat, um, and although it was a simple gesture, uh, the music teacher decided to sing to him. Um, turns out there's the students sang the national anthem. Uh, he was on oxygen in hospice at the time, oh, wow. uh, but he just wanted to go have a bite of pizza, maybe one of his last slices of pizza pie. He stood up, uh, he took off his hat, his wife stood up as well, and the entire restaurant stopped what they were doing alongside the veteran. Um, the kids kind of lined up afterwards. They gave him a hug. It was really meaningful for them, really meaningful for him. So much so, um, he, he died three months later, but mm. the, uh, the, the wife asked if the children could come back and sing uh, the national anthem at his funeral again. Oh, wow. So the kids had an opportunity to go back and sing at the funeral, and it uh, really made a big impact on the kids and uh, on, this, on this family as well. So just a neat story as you fast forward to uh, what they were able to do um, afterwards. Kind of kind of neat to see these kids touch this man's life so much, um, yeah. so close uh, to him going home. Well, and the idea that the teacher just acted on an impulse and then how that impacted the veteran, his wife, and Absolutely. those kids forever. I'm yeah. sure we'll always oh, remember that. You bet. What a great story. So my story is in Louisiana and it is an encouragement for students to be kind, not just to others, but to themselves as well. And I think middle school, high school, it can be really hard to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Uh, the teacher, his name is Mr. Wonder Gem, which I love. Um, he no has kidding. taken his pickup truck, and on the side of this pickup truck, he has painted all sorts of affirmations, words like valuable and needed and loved, and he parks his truck in front of the middle school every day. So when the students walk in, they see in bold all these letters like, you are strong, you are awesome, you are unique, and you are kind. And he said, you know, one of his favorite affirmations is the word needed because it means that everybody has a place. Hmm. You may not fit in with this particular crowd or that particular crowd. You may not have the same opinions or agreements with everybody else, but your presence and what you bring to the world is needed. And I think that's so important for these kids. Um, he says, you know, these kids hit rough patches in life when they're going through tough things. And then hopefully one of these words will flash back in their brains as they're going through their difficulties. Hmm. And then once he's done with the school day, he gets in his truck and he drives around town hoping that <laughs> people in the community will see that message and then apply it to them their lives as well and he plans to keep these affirmations on his truck all year and then the teachers at the school say they're going to add them into their curriculum as well okay. so they yeah. can kind of focus on those things throughout the school year so oh, that's, that's awesome. great great story thank that's you well it's time to be a wee bit sneaky and trick each other mm. with two truths and a lie three facts Two true, one is false. See if you can figure out which is which. Tom, lead us off. Okay, uh, mine is, since we're uh, heading back to school here, uh, back to school themed. So I'll start with the first one. The average backpack weighs 20% of the student's body weight. 
By the way, it's recommended to keep that percentage below 10%. Uh, yeah, we know that. Why do we give our teacher an apple? Turns out the, the tradition goes back to 16th century Denmark, where teachers didn't earn enough for food, so parents would send their children to school with an apple for them. Or, uh, here's another one, before pencil erasers were invented, a common way to get rid of pencil markings was with a corner cut off the bottom of a shoe's heel. I actually know the answer to this because I also did school and <laughs> supplies <laughs> as mine. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to opt out because okay. I don't. Yeah, yes, I will opt out. Okay. 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 Oh, it won't okay. ruin the ones I have. I don't think. You know. Okay. Good. You know the answer. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. What was the first one? Uh, the average backpack weighs 20 percent of a student's body weight. It's recommended to keep that percentage below 10 percent. Oh, so 20 percent. It's a lot of math involved in that. Mm-hmm. I tried to figure it out. <laughs> um, uh, it is from the giant scientific calculators that kids have to carry. That's what makes their backpacks yeah. so heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember in middle school there was a phase where they said, okay, no no more lockers. You have to carry around your backpack and all your books. Oh. And it was just so heavy. That's right. All the books, especially the geography ones. But that's what the kids had to do with COVID. I know. They didn't have lockers last year. Uh, I am going to go with the backpack one. Backpack, okay. Yeah. Andrew? There's some numbers. I feel like you wiggled them a little bit. Okay. Yeah, okay. you know what? I'm going to go with the backpack one too because okay. I remember pre-COVID picking up my son's backpack and like not being able to. Yeah. So, I mean, it was so heavy. So, yeah, I'm with Jeremy. You're both wrong. It was the third one uh, about pencil markings uh, with the corner of a cutoff bottom of a shoe's heel. Interesting. Oh, you know what it really was? Yes, and I wonder if you could like postpone your answer. I will. So then we can continue to stump these two individuals. Okay, okay. 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 I will. will. Is that cool? That is totally good. Okay. All right. Totally good. All right, my three, the first one, uh, the first pencil eraser Erasers were actually, actually, they weren't on a pencil. They were just erasers. <laughs> they were not made out of corner of a shoe, perhaps, but they were made out of bread hmm. because a balled up little piece of bread apparently will take pencil off of things. Uh, the first glue was patented in Britain and it was made of fish. And the third one, the average pencil can be sharpened 17 times and write 45,000 words or draw a line 15 miles long before it's out of service. Oh, boy. Another one with all kinds of numbers. Yes. I, so, I mean, yeah. my instinct was the glue one, because I've always heard it's made out of hooves. Yeah, so, horse hooves. So, so I think, yeah. That's where I'm going. Mucilage, I think it's called. There's yeah. a, is that really what it is? It's a fun word. Yeah. I think so. Oh, that's yeah. They also put that in jello. It's, like, it's like two nasty things oh. put together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with all the numbers because it just hurts my head to even try to figure out if that's true. Okay. Yeah. Angela's actually correct. Okay. Um, the first erasers were made of bread. Bread. Yeah, bread. She's wow. right. Yeah. 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 Bread, not shoes. Not no. shoes. And not whatever that gross word was. <laughs> so right. Then, so then in, in a pinch, if you don't have an eraser, as long as you could just like take a corner of your sandwich and like roll it up and then get rid of the yeah I don't think your teacher would be super cool with that back but then it was probably lead so you didn't yeah. real lead so the, the, the <laughs> bread. that's the temptation the bread wipes away the yeah. lead yeah. Unless, yeah. You, yeah. unless you go to a school that was built yeah. before the 70s and they still have lead based paint yeah. then you're just in trouble anyway right um, interesting the one about the glue is true okay. the first glue was made out of fish and I looked you can still find recipes online on how to make glue from fish scales uh. 
Yeah. If you oh, really scale. Scale. Yeah, okay. if you really want to be resourceful and yeah. use what you have, yeah. you're going to stink, but yeah, you can do it. Smelly homework. Going to pass. And Angela yeah. was correct. I did just alter numbers a little bit. The average pencil can be sharpened 17 times, mm-hmm. write 45,000 words, mm. and I said draw a line 15 miles long. It's actually 35 Whoa. miles wow. long. Wow. But pencil. you know the eraser already gets used up. You know how it breaks off. How often do we really actually use a pencil all the way to the bottom. Yeah, and how many times do you go sharpen your eraser just because you want to leave your desk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> sharpen the eraser? Sharpen your pencil. Oh, yeah. I was like, Sorry. I guess you could do that. <laughs> pencil. <laughs> so this past week, we lost someone close to our family. My oh. son's grandfather passed away. And mm. he, uh, my former father-in-law, was huge into racing. Mm. If anybody knew George Keene, they knew that he loved his family and he loved racing. So my two truths and a lie... I would like to honor him Aww. and um, do NASCAR. Oh, oh okay. sweet. Okay. Woo! NASCAR. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> start your engines. All right. My um, first one is the average NASCAR driver drives his vehicle up to 200 miles per hour. Like his personal vehicle? Yeah, they're in the racing. Okay. The racing. <laughs> I hope not, not his, his personal civilian vehicle. vehicle. <laughs> With his kids in the back. Right. No, no. The race, the race car goes, the, the average NASCAR goes 200 miles per hour. Okay. Um, the first race was in 1947, and it was on a dirt track. Mm. And um, my third tidbit is you need a special driver's license to become a NASCAR driver. Oh, oh I, guess I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, me neither. I mean, that's a lot of speed, right? I it is, feel it is. like that is the untruth. I do too. I do yeah. too. Yeah, I, I think that it's something that's kind of off the main roads, it's on a special track. I don't think you necessarily need a special license for it. I Just would like a little more clarification. Is the first race a love of speed. that was on dirt, or is the first NASCAR race was on dirt? The mm. first NASCAR race NASCAR. ever okay. was on oh. dirt. That doesn't seem like it would work out very well. No, not yeah. very safe. Yeah. I'm going to go with that one. That's the lie? With, yes, for me. Okay. These two are doing the other one. Yeah. You got a special driver's license. They go 200 miles per hour. You don't think you'd need a license for that? Well, I feel like there's certain things we just look over as a society. <laughs> you just automatically get this privilege. <laughs> well, you know, you're right. All right. <laughs> so, first of all, I will say uh, 200 miles per hour, yes. That is when they're when they're on the, So, just to put that in perspective, the car can go almost the length of a football field in one second. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean, that's fast, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. In 1947, yes, that was the inaugural race, and it was on dirt track mm. until 1950. No, oh, okay. 1950 was the first, uh, they did it in Darlington. That was the first paved track um, because they said prior to that, there were so many accidents because. Yeah. They couldn't see. No, well, you probably couldn't see, and you also very limited traction. Skidding out quite yeah. a bit, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and actually, um, you don't need a driver's license at all. <gasps> to oh, what? That's, that's great. Yes. Well, because you don't have to use a blinker or anything. No, nope. <laughs> or a yeah. parallel park. Right, right, right. Drivers who take part in NASCAR's biggest events, they're put through multiple rigorous tests, but you do not need a 
um, a driver's license to participate in the wow. Daytona 100 awesome. even. As long as you get a ride to the track, you're good, <laughs> you're to, good go. to go. Well, <laughs> right. I had an opportunity a couple years ago to actually ride in a NASCAR race car with an actual NASCAR driver, Michael McDowell. Yeah. He won the Indy 500, I think, like last year or something. Very outspoken Christian. Mm-hmm. And the whole 200 miles an hour, like I think we got up to a 192. Oh, Amanda. And wow. it, I mean, it is frightening. Even, even just sitting in the vehicle is like, this is out of control. I can't imagine the amount of mental clarity and physical endurance you need to drive that thing around for however many miles they right. do it. That's why they're sweating when they're done, because it's just intense yeah. the whole time. And you, you make a false move, and it's a big deal. They said, I was reading a lot about this, and they said that they actually have to train their neck mm. because of the G-forces. Mm. at that kind of speed like they have to do sp- I don't know what the special neck exercises are <laughs> wow wow so interesting it, it, I know like if you watch it like oh there's driving a car around it's intense well yeah I mean the cameras for those when you see it on TV they're so far away you don't really grasp just exactly how fast they're going yeah and so, how loud it is when everybody yeah. goes by I imagine good stuff wow all right. Well, uh, my two truths and a lie. I'm going to go back to school, but mine have nothing to do with the ones you guys brought. Mine are all about lunch boxes. Oh, oh fun! Uh, lunch. Kind of tying back to my tell me something good. Uh, so here we go. The idea for the lunch box dates back to the mid 1800s. Farmers and industrial workers who couldn't come home at noon would stuff food such as hard boiled eggs, veggies, meat, and coffee into an old cleaned out tobacco tin. Hmm. Then you flash forward to the 1900s. The tin box was adopted by kids wanting to emulate their dads. Jumping on the trend, the first commercial version starred the character Popeye. Okay. Then finally, eventually the metal lunch boxes would be abandoned during the 60s, 70s, and 80s with the release of plastic boxes that were cheaper to make. The Barbie line was one of the most popular of the bunch. Hmm. I just watched a TV show about lunch boxes, and I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> so you've got uh, the old tobacco tins. You've got Popeye making the first commercial version for kids, and then Barbie line for the plastic line. I was going to go with the tobacco tins, but since you used that to, to segue into the next one, I feel like it must be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, wow. All right, I'm going to go with... Uh, The third one. I don't know that it was Barbie. Okay. I don't know that it was Barbie. I am going to, same rationale, Mm -hmm. but different one. I'm going to go with number two. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was Popeye on the box. Okay. I'm with Tom. I don't think. (laughs) It's good. Partners should stay together. But I don't think it was Barbie. Yeah. And, you know, Tom and I are right around the same age, and I don't remember ever having a Barbie lunchbox. Well, you were too remember, cool for that. You probably Gremlins. had like... Cool for school. Yeah, yeah. you, you right? had a rock band. You had Kiss or something. You always, <laughs> had, the, you always had the thermos <laughs> in it, too. That was great. Yeah, the thermos. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Which never yeah. kept your soup hot. No. <laughs> you put soup in it, I would fill it with milk. Okay. So okay. You know what some people do is they warm yeah. up chicken nuggets and they put chicken nuggets in the thermos oh, that's and they idea. stay warm for the kids. That's yeah. a great idea. Uh, well, uh, number three was correct. Barbie was one of the most popular lines for the plastic. Uh, in Tom, you were mentioning you weren't sure plastics were available then. According to the article I read, uh, plastics and vinyl covered started in the 60s, 70s, No and 80s. kidding. So there you go. Wow. Um, the uh, tobacco tin was correct, so it was number two. That was the lie. And you are right. It wasn't Popeye. Does anybody have any ideas who the first cartoon character
character for kids was on the official commercial version. Would it be Mickey Mouse? I was going to say Mickey Mouse Woody too. Woody Woodpecker. That's a good guess too. He was on it, but it was Mickey Mouse. Was hey. Hey. Good job, ladies. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, Mickey is literally everywhere. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I thought I maybe could fool you if I picked something that was like a little bit old, right around that. No, time, it was so. a good. It was a good attempt. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out about the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. Learn more at WCSG.org and search the keyword backstage. All right. Time to close things up with a deep cut. Anja, it's back to you. What did you bring? So um, we had a, a, a kind of a season this past week in um, our church, Resurrection Life Granville. We mm-hmm. lost we lost our worship pastor. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, yes, we and, and it was sad. And I was in choir when he was first diagnosed um, years ago mm-hmm. with cancer. And there was a song that we began singing just when he told the choir about the beginning of this journey. And it's one that I've been listening to all week long. And um, when I saw that I had got to choose the deep cut it has to be Um, Michael W. Smith surround Mm. oh and it's such a beautiful um, reminder that it may look like we are surrounded by the enemy and we are under attack but the truth is we are surrounded by the arms of our Savior well and it goes well with what we talked about earlier too this is how I fight my battles right yeah good stuff thanks for bringing that Anja I'm Jeremy I'm Amanda I'm Tom and I'm Anja and this is WCSG Backstage this is how I fight my battles this is how I fight my battles this is how I fight my battles what we're doing tonight this is how I fight my battles Just when you think you're lost It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you Hey. It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like 